Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the NS9 postgame show. I'm your host, Anthony DiNardo. With me, we got Jim Rosati. Jim, we got ourselves a 13-9 win against the White Sox. We got ourselves a PNC blackout home opener. We got ourselves a four-game win streak. How does it feel to be a Pittsburgh Pirates fan? Fun. I think that's the word to just to just kind of describe what this whole week has been. It's been a really fun week, and today was a really fun day. This isn't supposed to be how it goes. <laughs> the Pirates are five and two. Is this the best offense in baseball? <laughs> God, today it was. Those guys <laughs> couldn't be stopped. I mean, the White Sox punched back a few times, and every time they did, the offense was right there to 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 just say, "Yep, no, no, no." It's our storybook today. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna do what we want to do today, um, and and yeah, I mean, you couldn't have asked, you couldn't have asked for just like a a more fun game. I mean, it was back and forth, back and forth. The offense was just rolling. Andrew McCutcheon's a pirate again. I mean, that was just really cool. Brian Reynolds, Connor Joe, just G one Bay. James, I mean, the the whole lineup up up and down. Awesome day of baseball. Jim, are you there? I'm here. <laughs> are you Did there? Did you lose me? I lost you. There you go. Now I got you back. Okay. Maybe that was me. Uh, so I guess whatever you said there. <laughs> yeah, all that. <laughs> but that's where, that's like where I'm at. Like, where do we start this show? I, I think like the story, of course, like heading into it was it's Andrew McCutcheon's return. AJ Burnett throwing out the first pitch to Russell Martin. You got Neil Walker in the booth. Like the nostalgia was just flowing today. And like the team didn't disappoint. It looked like they might for a minute, but like you were talking about, they kept punching back and uh, like all everyone performed. Well, mostly everybody. <laughs> Let's just talk about the, the performers for now. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know where, like, like you said, like I don't know where to start. The graphic of the game is Andrew McCutcheon because of return, but so many players just perform. I mean, we could maybe put this out there. We've been talking, like you know, we're gonna do the uh, the player of the game. So for everyone that's watching right now, go ahead and comment who do you think the player of the game is because I think this is definitely a battle. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it was it was Brian Reynolds, but. Uh... Your your thing's not showing up either. Really? I don't I don't see it. It's just a blank something? screen. It's just a blank screen. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's try this again. Is there something going on with my stuff? There's something going on with your stuff. You're all blurry. You're all this blurry and yeah, you're all delayed. There we go. Okay. All right. 
no. So, um, I mean, I think it's gotta be Brian Reynolds. Um, just unbelievable game. Uh, and like I said, put your, put your comments in there. I would, you know, you could go with McCutcheon just cause he was, he came back here, but Brian Reynolds, three for five, a double short of the cycle. He had a bases loaded bases, clearing triple that turned into a literally grand slam. Like just, just an all around awesome game. Fun day. It was really nice to see. Not only, I mean, uh, obviously it was a, it was nice to see because of the day, but this short seven game start of the season for Brian Reynolds. I mean, we're talking about the, the extension negotiations and if he's worth this much, that much, whatever it is, you can't, I mean, is there a hotter start right now in baseball than Brian Reynolds? Five home runs in seven games so far. What 16 RBIs I think it's at. Yeah, he leads the league in home runs and runs batted in. So, yeah, I mean, just an incredible start to the season. Um, it, it's funny to think about it because, you know, uh, what is this now? Seven games. Seven, seven games can't really possibly change, like, a contract negotiation. But, like, it's just funny that, like, they agreed on something. Something you know, There was something that got got held up the deal. And now just ever since then, he's been the best player in baseball. He's the best player in baseball so far through the first seven games of the year. He is. Right. I mean, right now he's batting 448, 469. He's slugging 1,103. That's not his OPS, Jim. That is his slugging. Good for a 298 weighted runs created plus. As mentioned, he has 13 hits in seven games, two doubles, one triple, and five home runs. Pay this man his money today. Thank you. And you let one thing that's kind of fun. Like we, you look at win probability added as like a statistic, you know, to kind of see like how important somebody was for the game. And uh, <laughs> it's hard to be as high as Reynolds was today. He, he Brian Reynolds added forty three percent win probability to the Pirates today. When the game starts, it's 50-50, right? So it's, you got a 50-50 shot. Then Brian Reynolds alone added 43% somehow. So just a just a crazy game. Um, a lot of just, just – it was fun. Fun game. For sure. I don't know, man. I uh, Like you said, with Brian Reynolds I, – I, I just want to keep talking about Brian Reynolds. And we use this in a facetious way because no one should actually be talking about war in like the month of April. Point blank, right. like in the entire month of April, let alone the first seven games. But he had a 0.7 war heading into this game. I mean, he's clearly over one war after today, right? Like he has to be, most likely. Uh, he's probably like, I'll bet tomorrow when point, it comes out, he's at like 0.9. Yeah. Point okay. So he's close bet. to a war, which again, you're talking facetiously, but one war in terms of the agency is worth about $8 million. So as you like to put out there every day, Brian Reynolds is pretty much put up $8 million worth of production in the first week of baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that means he's, he's on pace for 23, a 23 war season. So yeah. just to kind of play fun, fun sample sizes. Um, yeah. Just absolutely incredible. Um, and what was, what was nuts about today is just, you know, we, we saw how frustrating some of those games in the Cincinnati series were, were where, you know, guys would get on base and they couldn't do anything about it. Um, but 
today, everyone was hitting all the time. They bat, they hit, they were nine for 16 with runners in scoring position, nine for 16 with runners in scoring position. Their seven, eight, and nine hitters, Donardo, went 10 for 15. They had 10 hits between Connor Joe, Jiwan Bay, and Jason DeLay. When you have 10 hits out of your seven, eight, nine spots, you're probably not going to lose. That was the incredible part for me. Like you said, the seven, eight, nine. I mean, Jason DeLay, we all know that's my catcher, right? From last year, carrying over. That's my guy. It's my dude. And he's blocking Indy. Hands down. I mean, they made the right decision. Jason DeLay is blocking Andy Rodriguez, uh, as it should. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I mean, ride the hot bat, I guess, you know, for, for now. Jason DeLay, just have yourself a game. Have yourself a week. Um, Connor Joe, too, just huge game. Three doubles for Connor Joe to go with a four-hit game. Just everything was, everything was working offensively. Except yes. for Jack Swinski, we, we we'll, we'll kind of forget about Jack Swinski tonight. Maybe maybe we can talk about him if we need to. But um, yeah, yeah, Amanda, everything was working except Jack Swinski. Hey, we were nervous and worried about this in the off season. Spring training, he looked awful. This is why I was on board with. I'm okay him being sent down. I understand why he, the Pirates wouldn't do that. But it's still carrying over into the season. I mean, four strikeouts today. Like you said, when everybody was performing, when Jason DeLay had three hits today and Jack Sawinski has four strikeouts, it's a bit concerning. And, and again, not to harp too much, there's a lot of joy to talk about today, but these are the reasons why I'm very concerned about Jack Sawinski. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of good stuff to talk about today. So you know, I don't really want to harp on Sawinski too too right. much. I agree. Um, yeah, so uh, he he didn't look good. You know, plain and simple. But he, and he's got to look better if he wants to continue to have a role on this team. Uh, but but yeah, that's too much good stuff happened today. No no need to talk about uh, Jack Sawinski as Denaro hops off here to hopefully figure out what's going on with this camera feed over there. But uh, yeah, like I said, I would say Sawinski, Rich Hill. Let's just not even talk about him right now. Rich Hill, rough start. Um, just never got on a roll. Every single time that the Pirates got ahead, Rich Hill gave up the lead. Um, so just not, not a good outing from Rich Hill. Saw a lot of people kind of talk, you know, he shouldn't be in the major leagues anymore. Shouldn't be on this team. Give the guy a little bit of time. It's been two starts, um, but he did not look good today, but thankfully the offense was there. Uh, and thank God that it was because um, just with how the environment was, how the atmosphere was, they really needed a win today just to keep the vibes going. They did. Now, let me just ask this for the people watching the stream. Is it any better? Am I still it's delayed? Much better, much okay. better. Yeah, you're good. This is very, very early reaction. Um, I just want to ask you, you know, we've seen the past two performances about Rich Hill. Any concern or is it just it is what it is? 
Yeah, I, I touched on it a little bit while you while you hopped out there for a second, but yeah, I think okay. it is what it. I think it is what it is. The Cincinnati game, he got off on the wrong foot, had a rough first inning, but he looked pretty good the rest of the game. You know, he kind of settled in. Now this White Sox lineup, a lot more, um, a lot more uh, damaging than that Reds lineup was that he faced, and he just they they torched him. So he needs to uh, he needs to get better, uh, and he needs to get better quicker, quick quickly because. He can't keep doing this, um, but I have faith that he will get to a point where um, he gets a better feel for his pitches, gets a better command. Because for there's a reason why he's still in the league at age 43, and it's because right. he's he's got some some skill. So um, yeah, I don't want to harp too much on Hill, but yeah, he's no, got to be but better. I did want to bring it up because, like you yeah. said, he, oh, he yeah. didn't look sharp, and I'm not sure how deep you went into it, but he did not look mm-hmm. sharp. I mean, he was no. just missing a lot. But at the same sense, he didn't pitch too, too much in spring. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I'm not on over overreaction because, like you said, I did see a lot of it on Twitter also. Just be patient. Uh, I don't think he's going to be this bad. But, yeah, it, was, it wasn't it was good by Rich, uh, Rich Hill today by any means. Yeah, yeah no, he's, he's got to get better, plain and simple. Do you want to move on? I don't know the side you're on, but you saw about Rich Hill. Do you want to move on to the guy who came in for Rich Hill? Big Bank. Moreta, money Moreta. I'm obsessed with him. Obsessed with him, Denardo. I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. Let me let me preface it with this, and I know many people don't know, but I didn't. I've only been able to watch opening day all of last week. Pretty much, I was out. I had a death in the family. I didn't get to watch anything. So this is like my real. This is really the second game I've watched like in its entirety. So I was seeing on Twitter. I was seeing the the videos and stuff like that. The the, the conversation about him and he looks fun but like now that i watched him today too i'm intrigued jim he's reeling me in not just personality which is something we talked about this this team has lacked for years not just personality but maybe a little bit of skill too yeah no you i mean you hit the nail on the head for for the past few years this team has just been so boring like the their best players on this team have no personality right between cabrian hayes and and uh, Brian Reynolds the past few years like it's like who do you who can you like on this team there was nobody to like and now there are a lot of people to like and Dowry Moretta is one of those people to like is Dowry Moretta any good I have no idea no no idea this is four games into the season he has a zero ERA he's done the job but he's you know he's looked shaky at times but he's gotten yeah. the results um, but. I just I love the I love the um, I love the personality I love the confidence like the fact that a guy and like this is just kind of letting like Dowry Moretta it's not like this is like a 22 year old rookie hotshot who like surged through the minors and now he's in the majors like this dude's 26 he's been like a quad a four you know a four a pitcher for years now up and down with the worst teams in all of baseball like he's played for the reds and the pirates and this dude has unreal confidence for a 26 for a 26 year old reliever who's like a borderline borderline rock like 40 man roster guy um i just i love it I, i i love it and and i i hope he continues this because it would be such a fun story, such a fun guy to have. Um, but yeah, love it. Love it so far. 
Yeah, I mean, like you said, this is the guy that was traded for Kevin Newman, the, the DFA guy. I mean, you're you're getting whatever you can get for Kevin Newman. And as we talked on the very first post game show, seven of his first eight pitches in that game were all balls. Like he could not find the strike zone, and he's coming out walking out that game like this, like he really did something. So you're talking about like the confidence this kid has and such. Uh, I love it though. I want it. I also want to see him produce so that like the two would go well together. Don't just end up being terrible and having this confidence and such. But like if he does, and that's what I'm saying, like he's definitely been shaky, but there's, I'm seeing some, some skill behind him also. So uh, I would like to see how this plays out. I don't know if he's good either yet, but I'm going to have fun watching it. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's a character and we like, if, that's what baseball is like. This is sport. This is an this is an entertaining event, and he entertains me. So if you entertain me, I'm gonna like you. So what are we doing? Is it money or is it big bank? So if you look at the so the Pittsburgh Clothing Company, actually, they, I mean, four games into this dude's career, he's got a T-shirt already. That's that's already something pretty incredible to say. And the T-shirt says both. Says big bank money Moretta. Right. So I think we can just roll with both. Like, why pick one? I like it. I- I'm with you. Like, I mean, money Moretta just falls off, but he goes by big bank, and I get that too. So I and guess we're using that... his name in it. It's money. But if you're just the saying fact... big bank, we know who you're talking about. The fact that his he he enters into PNC Park with the here comes. <laughs> The Here Comes the Money song, the Shane McMahon entrance. I saw it's that on Twitter great. and I just, I died. Like I died right then and there. Love it. it was, I love yeah. this dude. <laughs> so. All right. So we talked about Rich Hill, talked about Big Bank. Do we just want to cap it off and finish it with, with Will Crow? Sure. On the um, pitching side? Will Crow looked great in the seventh and eighth inning. Ninth inning, not so well, but. You know, he was into the 40s, I think, at that point, pitch count-wise. Finished with 59. Will Crow threw 59 pitches today, almost as many as Rich Hill. Not really quite sure why he threw that many pitches, but, you know, that you not, neither me. here nor there. Um, he, I, I think he, he probably shouldn't have gone out for the ninth. Why did he? This is the thing. This is why we discuss and talk about Shelton. Yes, he hasn't been given a roster to really work with. But it's these type of decisions that make you feel like when he does, maybe I don't want him around. What's the point of putting Will Crow out there for a third inning? You know, like I understand Rich Hill didn't go like the the distance you maybe wanted to see, but you only had to use two relievers. Like you could having one guy pitch one inning today wasn't gonna sacrifice the bullpen for this upcoming, and you already had a day off and I don't get it. I don't get why you risk Will Crow for the sake of all the other pitchers. Like, just just get him out. He pitched two good innings. You're good. Don't say, make the same mistakes he made last year. Yeah, I mean, I, without knowing the conversations that are had in the in the dugout too, like it, it could have been where you know if Will Crow's at 40 pitches after two innings, that means Will Crow's not pitching the rest of the series, right? So, do you go up to Will Crow and say? Hey, can you give us one more? And if he's confident in that he can, then sure, why not? You know, it was 13 to 7. You know, it's it not that April big of a 7th. deal. So I don't know. I, I'm 
would I have, would I have not, I would have pulled Will Crow if I was the manager, right? I would have brought in somebody else, maybe Jose Hernandez. I would have brought in like Jose Hernandez, like get him into a game. Just, you know, you need to give him games anyways. Um, But he didn't, he gave up two runs. Doesn't matter. Results still the same. Um, I'm not going to make a, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. Yeah. You know, ho, ho, Kenny saying, Donardo complaining about a win. Shake my head to get Tyler in there. The next very comment, Tyler saying, not to mention to force them to get Bednar hot. So, yeah, see, Tyler's complaining too. He's on my side here, but that's where I'm at. So I'm not going to go they... too deep into it, but, again, this is just one of those things. Like, it's April 7th. Why are we having Will Crow throw 60 pitches in a game? Yeah. No, I, I said you're it's – it's a fine point. All right, let's move on. Back to positivity. Let's get back to this lineup of whoever we haven't discussed, I guess. Um, there's plenty of there's plenty of guys. Cabrian Hayes. Cabrian yes. Hayes pulled a ball hard in the air, hit the left center field gap, big double. Um, because that was that was in the third inning, right? Um, it, yes, I believe. Yeah. So that was right after the the White Sox took a big lead. You know, they they surged ahead five to two in the top half of the third. Uh, so getting something back there in the third. Nice, nice job by Hayes. That's what we want to see out of him. We want to see the, him hit the ball hard in the air to his pull side. And we saw that today. So, again, yeah. not sure I if that's add... like... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. ahead. I would say that's not something we've seen from him a lot this season. So, hopefully we can see that a little bit more and more going going forward. Right. What I was going to say is I do want to add the first at-bat, too. He didn't pull it, but he did hit it pretty hard as well. It was a fly out to go the other way with it, but... 100 and – or no, it wasn't 100. It was – yeah. No, that was the double. Where was – my bad. 95 miles an hour the other way, 354 feet. Um, but, yeah, like it was nice to see that, and then he followed up with actually pulling it and getting the base hit double. Uh, but, yeah, it was a good game by Brian uh, – Brian Reynolds. Good game by Brian Hayes today as well. What's crazy is we scored 13 runs. I'm just kind of looking at the stat cast page here real quick. Four out of the top five hardest hit balls today were by White Sox. So, um, you know, the, the White Sox had 11 hits of their own. Um, but, yeah, Pirates with just a, a, a barrage, 19-hit barrage, um, only way to really put it. And the White Sox just couldn't keep up with it. Very true. Also doesn't help when you load the bases up. And Brian Reynolds has a triple. Then you have a throwing error, and he scores on that also. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, just uh, we, we talked about Reynolds before, but just in, came up huge in every single big moment. Um, Bucko Mike's going to have to find a new nickname for him. <laughs> yeah, he is. So I want to talk about a couple guys here also. Let's, let's talk with – he didn't have the flashiest game, but O'Neill Cruz, he did go one for three today. Two walks on the day gives him five on the year. We discussed, you know, Ono Cruz, leadoff hitter. He's, he's doing his job right now. Again, we're talking about ono, ono Cruz has five walks in seven games. Short sample, seven games. I get it. But Ono Cruz has five walks in seven games. Like, let's discuss that. This is something that he doesn't do. He doesn't walk. You put him in a leadoff role, and he's getting on base. He's not just hitting and hitting the ball hard, but he's also getting on base. Yeah, um, I mean, that was one thing. I mean, you, you've kind of missed it, but it's really been the whole season. He is 
his approach at the plate is completely different than it was last year. Um, he's yeah. being patient. He's not like there were times last, there were multiple times where even when he was on, you know, and hitting the ball hard towards the end of the year last year, um, he would still put together pretty non-competitive at bats um, where he was swinging at pitches, just nowhere near the strike zone. And we haven't seen that yet this year from him. He's being more patient. The walk rate, it's up to 15.6% now. He's cutting yeah. back on the strikeouts. His strikeout rate now below 20%. Um, he did strike out once today, but I mean, he's at an 18.8% K rate. Guys, if O'Neill Cruz is walking 15% of the time and striking out less than 20% of the time, he's going to be getting MVP Same. votes. Same. He's going to be getting MVP votes. Like, there's that's what's going to happen if he continues to walk and strike out at the rate he's at right now. Granted, if he's walking 10% of the time or more and striking out 20% or less, he's getting MVP. We're still in the same conversation. <laughs> <laughs> he hits the ball so hard and he hits the ball so hard too often that if he's making contact that much and walking that much, his numbers are going to be really good. Right. So again, that's why I wanted to bring him up. It's not as if I mean, there's a lot of guys that had really flashy games today, but mm -hmm. I do just want to mention this because now, granted, I haven't seen the games in between as I discussed, but this is something we talked about in spring as well. Just like you said, his approach is much different. It's carrying over as well into the actual season. I am liking what I see out of O'Neill Cruz in that leadoff spot, which a lot of people, especially towards us, were saying you're silly for thinking about O'Neill Cruz in the leadoff spot. And, he, and so he's even so putting, good. yeah, I mean, he's even putting together good at bats against lefties too. You saw that, um, you know, he faced Deekman, but that was a pretty piss poor pitching sequence from, from Deekman to Cruz. I mean, there was just nothing even close, but you know, Cruz, Cruz laid off all, all those sliders, sweepers, whatever you want to call them, all those things outside the zone. Um, he, he laid those off. So just, just a really nice approach that we're seeing from Cruz at the beginning of the year. Um, and it's, it's you know he's he's put together good numbers right i mean he's if you look at him so far and you look at that slash line like you'll take that but with the with these behaviors that we're seeing out of him those numbers are only going to get better right move on to the next guy i want to talk about is g1 bay another phenomenal game he so far he, again having a bad spring actually He's transitioning so far, having a really good season. Now, something I talked about, and I, I think I mean, we all discussed this, right? But like G1 Bay, his speed is going to present power. Like he's not a power guy, although he does have the home run this year. But today, I think was a great example of that. His double wasn't because he smashed the hell of that ball. Now it was hit hard. Mm -hmm. I think it was a six degree launch angle. I mean, it's to the ground, bounced on the second base ground ball. glove. Yeah. <laughs> right. He got a double off of that, Jim. Mm -hmm. I mean, he hit the ball to the second baseman. And got a double. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we've seen in the bunt today also that ended up being a base hit. His speed is terrorizing. So this is now three games this year where you know he's been he's been a difference maker. You know, so I think that's what I guess you're you're dealing with somebody like this where he can make things happen that a lot of players can't. 
You know, and he we talk about Cruz in a way where Cruz makes things happen in a way that a lot of people can't. Bay does it just in a different way. Um, now, G1 Bay doesn't have the skill set that Cruz does, but like you mentioned, no that speed, does. that speed, that speed allows him to put together performances where he's going to, to change games. Um, you know, I kind of just bringing up an example like Billy Hamilton, right? Like Billy Hamilton by no means was like a, a good baseball player like he was fine right he, like, he was fine for who he was and and i think i think um you know he terrorized the pirates more than most teams but you know you saw billy hamilton a lot of times like game changing speed where he would just annoy the hell out of you because of of what he wanted he could just do whatever he wanted out there at the feet on the field sometimes and it was just so annoying um and, and like maybe bay turns out to be somebody like that where he just he's a game changer because of, because of that speed. Now I don't think he has Billy Hamilton speed, but he's fast. He's, he's a fast guy and he's athletic. He can do a lot of things. He's got better bat to ball skills than Billy Hamilton. He's a better oh, hitter than yeah. Billy Hamilton was. Yeah. So when you kind of kind of take that with the speed that he has, yeah, he can, he can take over some games. And, and today, a lot of people took over today's game. Uh, but definitely, I mean, three hit performance out of Bay can't can't ask for anything more than that. No, I think a good way of putting it, and that may be a little bit off here, but the good way of putting it is he doesn't have Billy Hamilton speed, but with the bigger bags, kind of puts him in that category. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, you might be right. So, <laughs> so uh, imagine Billy Hamilton right now; he's pissed. <laughs> yeah billy hamilton's in the league right now he, he's got he just an extra, every like, single time four and a half inch you know advantage on the base paths Ooh. right yeah. but yeah so again like very good offensive game but there was something i saw again today and this is something we noticed and jokingly said a little bit in spring there's not a ball that bay sees hit that's not his so uh, you know what you had the meeting i don't think you saw it if you did Correct me, but let me. Know. I didn't see. I didn't see that. He almost interfered with Carlos Santana on a fly ball that, like Santana, was sitting under. Um, so there's certainly something there. You know, we've seen him cut in front of O'Neill Cruz playing the shortstop position a yeah. few times so far. He almost runs into and and takes a ball from Carlos Santana as the first baseman. So something to look out for there. You know, as I mentioned, there's there's definitely not a ball that he sees that's not his so far. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just one of those things where, you know, if you're used to kind of running all over the field and, and, and being the guy out there, you just gotta, you gotta take a step back sometimes and be like, yep. there's probably someone else who's in a better position to make this play than me. Um, so he'll, he'll get there eventually. I'm sure he bounces around to a lot of positions too. So that kind of makes it tough on him. He never really, it, it's hard to get, you know, into a routine or a groove when you're bouncing around like that. Um, but no, I missed that play. So. I can't okay. really speak on it. Yeah. Um, what about you? Who next? Again, I want to talk about those two. I know we've talked about a few already. We didn't talk a ton about Connor Joe. Um, another huge game. Um, he's looked really good this season uh, in, in general. Four for five, three doubles. Just great game. He had a great, great game. Mean, yeah. I mean, He's a uh, he's an upgrade, I think, over you know those fourth outfielders that that we've had the last few years, and I think that's that's pretty clear. So, 
especially against lefties. Looks like he's going to be pretty good. Today he was facing a righty in, in Giolito, but got to him. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I like what I'm seeing out of Connor Joe so far. So far, so good. Basically, like you're saying. You know, it's yep. it's small sample. It's still Connor Joe. You look at a career and, you know, I'm skeptic. Like, he's not going to do this, but that's why we talked. Like, he did have a good spring. There was mm-hmm. signs of what we saw in spring we liked. Um, and it's carrying over so far again. And like you said, today, huge, huge game. So him on the season's batting 500 on base 533, slugging 714. He's got a 237 way to runs created plus Connor Joe. Yeah. So, no, uh, so killing far, so the ball. Good. And I mean, we're, we're coming up towards our end here. We're at 32 minutes. We like to kind of keep these at 30, but um, we got to talk about Andrew McCutcheon's return. Okay. Let's cap right, it let's, off. Of let's that. kind of cap it with that. Like all of this whole, you know, the, the Boston Red Sox sweep, the blackout, the sellout crowd, um, the atmosphere. It was really, it was really all for him. Like welcoming Kutch home. I was so mad I didn't get to see it live, but I went back and I watched it, and just a, just an incredible moment for, for not only him but for for the fans, the city, um, like he's just he's where he belongs, and the day couldn't have gone better, just for everyone involved. Well done all around, well done Pirates for 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 making it happen, well done by Cutch for wanting to come home. Well done, everybody in the front office. It was just, it was a, it was a great day. It was. This, we don't have this too meant many a lot. Great, yeah, we don't have too many great days as Pirates fans lately. And to, like today was a great day. That's what I was saying. Like mm-hmm. heading into this game, it, it just like you said. I mean, we knew Cutch returned, so this was going to be a big day, regardless. Like everyone was anticipating the Cutch return to Pittsburgh, but the Pirates also. Swept the Red Sox going into it. AJ Burnett throwing out the first pitch to Russell Martin. You know, like like everything was just playing up. And, and hell, Turner's tea and icy light team up, and <laughs> they have a beer like, stalling yeah, at the exactly. NC Park. Uh, Pittsburgh Clothing Company getting all the shout-outs. I felt like today. You know, like it was this thing was. I mean, this was Pittsburgh. And <laughs> what I want to say too is this wasn't just like the token or the appreciation of Andrew McCutcheon and. Well, you're the old guy, but you meant so much. Here you go. Again, it's an early season, but he's also performing to date. So far, I mean, he's batting 300 on base, 500. The dude has seven walks so far this year in seven games. Um, like, he, he, he is performing. He's part of the reason why so far they're at a 5-2 and two record, you know, and part of why this clubhouse seems to be vibing so far. I mean, that's, that's everything you're hearing so far as well. I mean, we're talking about guys who were in the clubhouses years before, to now, like it just seems like it's night and day. Hey, Ben Sherrington, maybe this is why you should have done this beforehand, but regardless, it's here now. This is why we wanted it. You know, like this clubhouse seems to be in a much, much different place. Big reason, Andrew McCutcheon. So, like, this meant a lot, but also he's truly part of it. It's not just like the old guy and here's your token, you know, support and appreciation. He's part of this stuff. So mm-hmm. this was a this is a really, really good day. Yep. I agree. It was a great day. Great day. This was worth the five million dollars. The get-in price today was like 160 bucks just to get in the door. If you wanted to buy a ticket this morning, say, you know what, I'm gonna go to the Pirates game. 
it would cost you over $150. Yeah. Much different lineup today than what opened at PNC Park the past two years, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to talk about and discuss? Nah, let's get out of here. Let's get another sweep. Let's just let's just sweep. Let's sweep both socks, red socks and white socks. Just get. Why not? Let's do it. I mean, their pitching's pretty, pretty terrible right now. So it could happen. It could happen. It could. All right, let's get out of here then. Pirates play tomorrow. We'll be back on for the post game show. As Kenny said, subscribe to our newsletter. If you haven't already subscribed to this YouTube channel, do that. Subscribe to everything. Just Google North Shore 9. Just hit subscribe. Everything that comes up. <laughs> do that. It's a good plan. All right. Let's get out of here so Jim can tell you to subscribe once again. All right. <laughs> uh, see you guys. Bye-bye. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.